Have you dreamed of bigger things for your life? Then you are in the right place. Each week, you will be given tips on how to change your inner dialogue, conquer your goals, and ways to step into a higher version of yourself. I'm your host, Lauren Kubat. I'm a motivational speaker who hosts personal development events. I'm a sought-after fitness instructor, a wife, and a mom of two young boys. I'm obsessed with all things personal development, and I believe anyone can achieve the life they want. Let the Become Your Vision podcast be the inspiration you need to step into greater things. Now let's go. Hey guys, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for tuning in today. So this one is a juicy one. We talk about all of the things. I feel like our conversation just flowed. Um, Ashley and I met through Gunner. He's a trainer here in in Charleston and we've worked out together and she's super fun to talk to. And I think she is super relatable. So let me give you a little backstory on who she is. So Ashley Wishman, or called by many as Just Fit Mom, is a Charleston native and College of Charleston grad. Her and her husband, Ryan, live in Somerville with her two children, Olivia 8 and Hunter 4. She's a full-time working mom who has been trained by local celebrity trainer Gunnar Moldrick for three years. She is setting the tone for working moms to put themselves first for their health and wellness. Her fitness journey has led her down a path of incorporating socialization and fitness as well as living an alcohol-free life. Her favorite mantra is to choose your heart. We were all over the spectrum with conversation. We talk about her fitness journey. We talk about what she does with like her nutrition to what, like while she's driving or like working, what she does so she can um, stay on track. We talk about how she, how and why she chose to live an alcohol-free life. We talk about when she trains, how she trains. We talk about some exciting news that she is going to be on a TV show. So freaking juicy. I know you're going to love this episode, and if you do, please make sure to screenshot this episode, share it to your Instagram, tag us. I will leave our Instagram handles in the show notes. This really helps the show get out. I appreciate you, and enjoy. Okay, Fit Mom, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you. Yeah, I'm really excited. This is very exciting for me. Yes. Okay, so let's jump right into it. Um, when did you start your fitness journey and then like, take us back how many years ago and what was like the catalyst that you're like, okay, I need to change the way I'm living. Yeah. So it really, I never worked out. I used to make fun of my friends in our twenties. They would go, um, to planet fitness all the time and I would make fun of them. Uh, and now it's funny that this is where I'm at now, but I had my daughter, Olivia, she's eight and a half. Um, so she was about nine months old. I started working out. Um, I distinctly remember going to J crew and I was in their dressing room and had to buy bigger clothes to go back to work. I had like a three month paternity leave and literally started crying and having a breakdown in the dressing room about just where I was and like the way my body was. And I didn't watch what I ate when I was with like pregnant with her and I never had issues with weight. I was always like a size six and I didn't have any dysmorphia. Didn't, I was happy with the way I looked. 
And I just remember that moment in the dressing room where I was like, just so unhappy and couldn't believe that I was going to go back to work and just feel uncomfortable. Um, so I started starting working out at Orange Theory is where I started. Um, I was in West Ashley at the time and was going to that gym um, quite a bit. And I actually did Orange Theory for about five and a half years. Um, and then COVID came and all the gym shut down and it kind of forced me to find another outlet. Um, so I found Gunner on Instagram and messaged him on Instagram. Just my first class or one-on-one -on -one session, I should say with him was in a garage and it was only $30. <laughs> a lot has changed. <laughs> I remember paying $30 our first session and I got just it handed to me because I thought I'm doing worse theory. I run a seven minute mile. Like this is going to be like, I'm fit. And I, it was like a whole other level of training that I had never experienced. And I never have not been back to orange theory since. Mm. So. so what enticed you? gunner has been on the show before. I'm sure if you've yeah. listened to the show for a while um, and Gunner is intense. He's a younger guy, early twenties. Um, He's intense <laughs> in a good way. He will challenge you, but it's, it's, it's grueling. Um, what did you like about him when you saw him on Instagram? What enticed you about his style of coaching? And then what kept you going back to him? Yeah, it, it's funny because Gunnar, when I was training with him, we're talking three years ago. So he was 21 years old at the time when I started training with him. Um, I had just seen his you know, before and afters and all his photo shoots that he had been doing with clients. And some of them were moms. And I just remember being like, I, I got to do something. And I, I didn't like training by myself. I do not, I just don't do well trying to do things outside or on my own watching a video. Like I needed to be in a group setting or have someone telling me you're going to do X, Y, and Z for this long, for this many reps. I have to be kind of structured in that way, or I will never do it. So when I went to him, I remember leaving there being like, Oh my God, like, I can't believe, like, I just felt not defeated, but just like had this epiphany of just like, I had been doing this for five and a half years and that's all I knew. And so this just opened up an idea of a whole different way of training. You know, orange theory is very, uh, it's a lot of treads. It's a lot of treadmill. It's a lot of endurance. Um, but it's not a ton of weights and strength training and those type of things. And he kind of incorporates both. So for me, it was just a whole nother way of, you know, there's endurance and there's like that strength training piece, which a lot of women tend to shy away from, but it's really what we need. And so for me, it was just, it opened up a whole new door. Basically. Yeah. I, I teach group fitness. And this morning I was like saying that too, there's, we limit ourselves. Like we don't think we're, I'm generalizing here, but women, in general, I feel like we don't know our strength and we need somebody to like point it out and be like, you can lift heavier. You to get bulky is like, it is so hard to do. I think, um, I think we're getting over that, um, with Instagram and TikTok and things like that, like where women think they get bulky, maybe that's an older mentality still, but it takes a lot to get bulky. You need to eat a lot of food. Like, people that are trying to get bulky can't really get bulky, um, but it really changes your physique. And I feel like 
with, with cardio, it's, it's like the gateway, right? It's like the, the gate into fitness, because if you don't know what the hell you're doing, you start with cardio. Cause anybody can go for a walk. Anybody can go for on a treadmill or elliptical and things like that. And then when you're like, Hmm, I'm not really getting the results that I need. My, my anatomy is not really, really changing. I'm not really seeing muscle growth because you don't use, um, cardio to build muscle. That's when you're like, okay, I need, need to switch it up. So, um, that's probably why too. Yeah. You saw, he was using weights and then you're like, okay, this is different on a whole different level. So in the beginning, what little changes, is there like for somebody who is listening that they're like, well, I don't know what to, what to do. Were there like any little changes that helped you in the beginning that allowed you, um, or supported you to stay consistent? So for me, I, I do remember I wanted obviously to lose weight like that. That was the goal. Every, every woman has a baby. They're like, I want to lose weight. Like I want to feel back to myself. And so I started incorporating intermittent fasting, which some people have different opinions about, but I, it definitely took the weight off. And then when you're running as much as I was on the treads, you lose weight, right? But you don't build muscle. So then you start, I started working out with Gunner and just started to notice just, and I was only working out with him twice a week. You know, so it's not like I was going to him every single day. Um, but then, you know, Gunner's interesting the way he trains because he'll start you. He just keeps layering things, right? He he doesn't want to give you all this at one time. Um, it was more like, okay, let's do this twice a week. And then on the weekends, maybe you do a different fitness routine, like a group fitness. Um, and then he starts talking about, then he layers in nutrition and then he layers in macros and then he's laying you know it's like he doesn't give it to you all at once when you're ready then he'll start your journaling food like just all these different things kind of start building and that's kind of how he progresses with baby steps and if you're listening obviously you're not you know you may not be in charleston and he's like completely booked out but they do have a program goal house we've interviewed him on that or find somebody who's very knowledgeable in your area if you were like i feel like i need um a little bit more but we're going to give you some like tangible tips today that you're like maybe you don't have access to a trainer maybe you can't afford i'm a trainer so you are let's talk about too so um do you mind sharing like how much weight you gained during pregnancy? Not that that really matters. You know, I think some people compare themselves to other people like, oh, they mm-hmm. only gained so much weight. So we're just looking at this as like a, a not no emotional attachment to it. And then how much weight did you feel like you needed to lose? Yeah. So I, um, like I said, I never cared what size I was. I was always a size six. I mean, I, it just, that's, I was happy. I was happy with the way I looked. Um, and then I gained, 40 pounds with live. Um, so I was at 198. I remember thinking like, Oh my God, I cannot go above. Like, I don't want to be 200 pounds. Like for some reason in my head, like I was stuck on not going over 200. So I was 198. And then I think when I started going to orange theory, I was one in the one sixties, one seventies, probably at that point. Um, <clears throat> and it's funny because my, you know, people look at me and think I weigh, most people don't think I weigh as much as I do. I mean, I'm five, seven, I weigh 143 pounds and it, it varies. Sometimes I'm 146, you know, it goes back and forth depending on what you eat and sleep and salt and all that stuff. But, um, people think I'm smaller than I am, but it's funny. Cause I, I even have pictures on my Instagram where I'm the exact same weight, but my body looks, I look way thinner in one and more fit, even though the weight hasn't changed. And I think that for women, it's really hard 
to let go of what the number's supposed to be totally. or what we think that number's supposed to be. Even, and I'll be honest, for me, like I still want to be 140 pounds. I don't know why that matters to me so much, but it does. And I feel like we focus on that. And um, the one thing Gunner's trying to help most women think when we have these ideas is like, the scale doesn't matter. What's your body fat percentage? What's your muscle mass? Like, what are those things, you know, are you inflamed? Like all those things are more important than, than what the scale is actually reading, but it's just and, really hard as women. Yeah. Well, and I've shared this story too. I just completely got rid of the scale and that was a complete mind F to do. And I'm so happy that I yeah. did it. But, um, and even more important than that, more important than your, your body fat percentage is like how you feel and the, like the strength, you know, it's because, it, it's so different when you're a woman, when you've had babies that sometimes we can get um, caught up in these numbers. So you, okay. So when do you work out? Because you're a full-time mom, you have two kids. And I feel like if you are a full-time mom, you know, working full-time outside of the house, you're, it's going to come with, you know, it's challenges to try to fit your workout right. in. What does your typical schedule look like? When do you fit your workouts in? How many times do you aim to work out a week? Yeah. So I will typically work out four to five times a week. Um, I work out twice a week with gunners. So that would be Tuesday, Thursdays at five 30 in the morning. So I'm a, a, the early one. Um, and then Saturdays, we do a group fitness class um, at Core 4. Um, Sundays, I'll either do like a pulse class at Hilo, which is a bar inspired. It's very low impact, um, but I really enjoy that when it's in a heated room. Um, or I'll run um, track or jog is a better word. I jog. I don't like to use the word run. I, I jog. Um, <laughs> so that's typically what I'll do. And sometimes I'll pop in another group fitness of Core 4 or something like that. But um, it's my, my thing is just the consistency piece comes into play when you make it a part of your routine, just like you wake up and you brush your teeth. It's the same thing. Like Tuesday morning, I know that I'm working out Thursday. I know I'm working out and it's Saturday morning. I'm doing that. And it just, it just becomes a part of your routine. So that way it just, you have to incorporate it. Otherwise, if you're all over the place, you're not going to, it's just not going to get done. Yeah. So. So you work out before work most days if you're not working out on the yeah. weekends. Okay. Yeah. I, I, that's why I go so early in the morning. Yeah. And you drive like what? How long does it take you I to get like 25 minutes. Yeah. That's it? 25? <laughs> I know. It's 25 minutes there and back. So it's, it's, uh, people are like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you drive that far. And I was like, I mean, you know, it's just yeah. a part of, just a part of the routine I have, but yeah. Yes. So what, what things do you have in place? Like, is there to like, Things that you do ahead of time, whether it's like meal prepping or resources that you have, like who helps you out? Who's watching the kids when, you know, you're able to work out? Because I think it's very important too to like talk about the help that we have and like needing to ask for help and, you know, that support because it's challenging. It's challenging it to do this. So what kind of things do you have set in place that kind of made this, you know, journey a little bit easier? Yeah. I mean, my, so my husband takes our kids to school in the morning. Um, and so those days I don't have to worry about taking them to school. And so he gets them ready and then takes them to school. So that's not really much of an issue there as far as, um, by the time I get home and everything. And then Saturday mornings for our group fitness, my mom will watch them because uh, him and I go together. That's like one of our things we do together. So um, she'll watch them 
for, for the hour and a half. Um, so just part of it. Yeah. So the help is important. And I would say if you don't have a gym to go to, or you don't have a personal trainer to go to, it's still a part of the routine where even if you did it at home while your kids are asleep, like that's the only time I have to do it. Like everyone's asleep in my house when I leave. So mm-hmm. it, it, it is possible. It's just, it is challenging to wake up at four 30 in the morning to do. Yeah. It. Nobody so. wants to do it, but it, it requires like discipline and dedication. And, um, I heard somebody say like Beyonce, we have the same hours of Beyonce in the day and she gets, you know, shit done. Granted, she has a lot of help, but I mean, it's no, no excuse. Like she, she makes it happen. And it's like, you're, right. you're able to make it happen, you know? Um, so you mentioned your, your husband, has he been on, did he start his fitness journey before you or after you, or that maybe the same time? And does it make it easier for him to be on his own fitness journey with you? Yeah. So he did orange theory for a while. Um, and I kept telling him like, you got to do something else. You got to, I know you like orange theory, but like, I'm telling you, it's not going to give you like what you want. Um, and so he ended up finding Mark, um, McGirt through Gunner. And so, uh, he trains with him literally. Th- he trains with him three times a week. So he went from like not doing anything to training with him. Um, and he really enjoyed. I mean, he's got his own goals to build muscle and, and all those things. But it does help. But he's always been like really supportive of of everything that I've been doing because he knows for me it is my like mental health and stress relief. Like if I don't work out, I feel people can tell it's funny when I go to work, people know whether I worked out or not that day. <laughs> it's just based on like, I just, even though I wake up really early, it's, it's like, I have more energy. Like I'm just in a different mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, when I work out for an hour, like I don't there, I don't think about anything else. It's almost like you like shut everything off. And so mm-hmm. for me, it's, it's a very big stress yeah. relief for me. It's a mood stabilizer. I feel like, and I hundred <laughs> percent, yeah, because I feel the same way. If I don't get a workout, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't like who I am. Yeah. Um, and okay, so in in the bio, you mentioned that you live an alcohol free life. Um, how has that contributed to your overall like wellness, and why did you choose that route? Yeah. So to start. I, um, I would never say that I would deem myself as someone who had an alcohol problem or an alcoholic. I would say, cause when I, when people hear like you're alcohol free, they're like, oh, that girl, man, she must've been an alcoholic. And I, I don't really categorize myself as that. I do think that I was a binge drinker. Um, I was binge drinking, you know, in my twenties in college and even in my thirties, um, to the point that, and it was never, it's so funny. I would tell people like, well, I don't drink at home. I only drink like if I'm out with a group of friends or we're all, it's, it was very environmentally influenced. I was at a bar, we were at a concert, we were somewhere and that's when I would drink and I would drink to the extreme. Like I would, I mean, most of the time I was blacking out from the majority of the time. And it became an issue to where it was just like, it just wasn't worth it to me anymore. Um, some of the friends I, I have now still, I'm surprised they're still friends with me. Um, the stories about some of the stuff I used to do, like there were times that I would drive when I shouldn't have been driving. Um, and I finally like had this moment where I'm like, I just can't do this anymore because I don't, it just isn't, wasn't bringing any value to me at that point. And I finally had to say like, I just can't, I just, I'm all done. Cause I went from like, Oh, well, I won't drink liquor. I'll just do like champagne and, 
and whatever. And then even then it was still, it got better, but not, it, it still just wasn't bringing me any value. I felt like I felt terrible. It messes up your sleep. You're dehydrated. It, it just was not, um, not valuable to me at all. So yeah. I just finally just said, I can't, I just, it's not worth it anymore. How, how long have, has that been? It's been over three years. Yeah. So I'm at three and a half years now. And like, I just, it just doesn't, I don't know people. It's so funny the way people react when you tell them that you don't drink, especially in Charleston. Cause I think everything we do is like surrounded by alcohol, like surrounded by know. food and alcohol. It's like, what do you want to do? Okay. Let's go out to eat. Okay. What do you want to do? You want to grab drinks? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's everything. You can't go to a kid's birthday party without there being alcohol at a kid's birthday party. Like it's like bizarre, but, um, I found through, through, through it. Cause people ask, and I don't mind asking, but I find it interesting that like people are open enough to ask you like, Oh, why? So why don't you drink? And it's like, well, <laughs> that's a very loaded question. But for me, I don't have any, you know, trauma of why I, you know, I don't. Um, I found though, when you're drinking around other people, they're more uncomfortable than you are. It makes them uncomfortable because mm. they, no, they're drinking. Maybe they start acting a different way. You know how people who are drinking, they just get very self-conscious. I think when other people are not participating. Um, so that was an interesting thing that I found out through this journey of doing it. Isn't so. that so true? I feel like why in this age, why is it taboo not, not to drink? Like I, I remember like going somewhere, not having a drink and, um, later, you know, I told them that I was pregnant, but people either think you were pregnant or she's like, oh, I just thought you weren't fun. And I'm like, that was really like a shitty thing to say to somebody because you don't have to yeah. have a drink to um, have fun and enjoy yourself. Was it uncomfortable, like making that like transition? Did you ever feel like anxiety? Did you ever like want it? And what, like, do you do anything different now, like when you do, or if you feel like uncomfortable when like somebody else is drinking, you're like, Oh, do you ever have like the need to have a drink, like at dinner or something like that? No, I just, no, because I still feel like I'm fun without it. And when yeah. other people are drinking, like I can still engage and it doesn't like bother me one bit. Um, I just, the amount of dumb shit that I've done that I got away with is it's a lot. So like, I just look back on the stuff that I used to do and what kind of trouble I could have gotten into or what could have happened if something bad would have happened. And I'm just like, I don't, it just doesn't matter to me. Like, it's mm. just, I got, I got away. I feel like I got away with it. I feel like the amount of stuff that I did was, I don't know. So yeah. I finally just, I got to walk away. It just didn't bring me, it just doesn't bring value to me. Yeah. And I think it's funny because people look at it, alcohol is a drug. It's an mm. addictive drug. Right. But no one associates it with like, you know, another drug like cocaine. No one's walking up to me and saying, well, why aren't you doing a line with me? Like, <laughs> why aren't you doing the ball with me? But it's interesting that the alcohol is just so, you know, it's like having a Coke. It's like not the same. It's just not the same thing. Yeah. So. Because it's legal. And it's like, it's such a social thing, but I, it is very it interesting. Is a social thing for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It is very like now I'll have like high rises, you know, that's like a local company here. That's like CBD and Delta eight or whatever. But even yeah. then I still feel like, and I'm like, I don't even want to do this. Like, I, just, I just need to be like, I'm right. Fine. Yeah. It's yeah. so, it's so interesting. And it does when you, when you're focused on your health too, you really tune into your body and what 
affects you. Like in my twenties, when I was in college, I could wake up without a freaking hangover. Now, if I have a glass of wine, I, one yeah. glass of wine, the next day I'm like, why did it, it was not worth it. It wasn't worth it to have that one glass of wine because you feel like crap and you feel foggy and um, it just really, it messes with everything and no shame to anybody who, who drinks. I enjoy a cocktail too. It's just, um, you know, everybody has a different way of living and it kind of shows you like, you don't have to, you know, have anything extreme happen to decide that, Hey, you know, alcohol is not like a, a good for, fit for me. It's like pizza, you know, you can like pizza all your life. And then all of a sudden you're like, Oh, just doesn't do it for me anymore. You know, it's kind of like the same thing. If we could just put it on the same like pedestals, like, you know, anything else, maybe not a pedestal, but the same. Um, oh, yeah. And I also feel like people just have to not bend to the social pressures of what that's the problem. Like, I think people worry too much about what other people think or what they will think or that they can't do it. And it's like, you, anybody can do anything. It just takes, you know, every it's with anything, fitness, health, your marriage or relationships. It's like, whatever you make a priority will be a priority and you'll, and you'll take care of it. Mm, so yeah. really what you're prioritizing. So little quick tip. I just want to share this too. Like what I've been doing, like at night, I've been putting um, a ton of ice into like a wine glass. And then there's this drink called poppy. It's P O P P I. It's like a pop or here we call it soda. Um, Chicago, we call it pop, but, um, we'll pour that into a drink. It's a flavored drink. It's not like a carbonated water. It's like, it's tastier than like a LaCroix. And, um, it is so good. And sometimes I'm like, Oh, I just wanted something different other than water. It was like, you know, something refreshing. And I think that's people get confused. It's like, okay, you know, you just want something different so you can make it exciting and just put it in a wine glass, like a cute little glass, you know, or flute or whatever. Um, you can feel a little fancy that way your um your like motto is choose your heart can you tell me where that came from and what it means to you yeah so that's kind of my my mantra and it can like I said it can be used for any part of life um but in the fitness sense you know it's also it's like living with try to decide you have choices in life right um And if you go through it and just say, okay, well, I don't like feeling the way I feel about the way that I look or the way my body is, I'm not, I'm unhappy with that. And that's really hard to day in and day out, feel uncomfortable in your own skin and not feel confident and not feel good about yourself. And it's also really hard to wake up at 5am or whatever time and actually put the work in. And that's really hard. So they're both hard. Which hard are you going to choose? That's Mm. it. So it's, it's also like, Hey, there's also the saying of like, marriage is hard. Divorce is hard. Like which heart are you going to pick? You know? So it's, it's just a mindset of both of these things are really difficult and challenging for people if they feel uncomfortable about themselves or, but they're both hard. So which yeah. one are you going to put your time into, um, and invest in? So, yeah, I love that. I mentioned this today too earlier. It's like, uh, when we were, when I was teaching my, my class, I was like, what if you chose the path that was a little bit harder and a little bit more challenging, but if you knew, if you chose that path, that was, you know, a little bit rockier, you know, a little bit darker, whatever it is. And you knew that when you came through that path, when you made it through the other end, you would be stronger um, physically and mentally, would you choose that path? And I don't think sometimes like we stop to think like, 
it's okay to choose the harder path. Like if you choose difficult things, if you choose to challenge yourself, guess what? It won't be as a challenge anymore. You're going to be so much better for it. And I think sometimes we shy away from things because we don't believe in ourselves or, you know, um, we don't, um, we've never done it. So it's, it's abnormal for us to choose, you know, something that's difficult. So I think that aligns with choose your heart. And, um, I love that. Um, what have you gained through this like journey of fitness and wellness? Like maybe it's, um, well, I won't even give you any kind of like examples. I just want to hear your response. So I started to realize probably a year in that the fitness side of it became the way that I socialized and the amount of people that I have, you know, the community that's been built with these people that I work out with and I'm friends with, um, it's invaluable. I mean, that to me is probably what I've gained the most is just the, the amount of people that I've met and that I've been friends with and people who inspire me and challenge me and like root for me. And we all root for each other. It's the support system to me has really been the biggest gain out of everything. Um, and the tribe of people that we, that we have that I've come in contact with, um, that part's been, I think life changing and people that I think I'll be friends with for a lifetime. Um, to me, that's the biggest gain that I've had. And I didn't realize how I was naturally started. I started mixing the fitness with socializing because when you don't drink and that's what everybody wants to do, they want to go out have drink, you know, and do all this stuff. So now I'm like, Hey, like, let's go work out, like try this class with me. And then it just starts to kind of intertwine and just kind of naturally morphed together. I love that, you know, there's a community when you guys can, you know, come together. Like when you, you know, find a class or a trainer or whatever it is that you truly connect with a community is, is, is built. And I, I wish people would actually, you know, take the time if you're struggling to just like make it through, like, if you're on the treadmill, if you're that person that's on the treadmill, I'm like, I don't know what the hell to do. Try a class, you know, might surprise yourself. Maybe yeah. go like instead of the back, maybe go in the middle, maybe say hi to someone. Hey, this is my, my first time taking a class and you'll be, you know, surprised of, um, you know, who, who's on that same journey that you're on too, because we all yeah. have a it's goal. Be intimidating if you don't know what you're doing. Yeah, for sure. To- totally. Um, now everybody, has a do different nutrition path, things that work, um, different for them. Gunner is big advocate for being vegan. And I know, um, Ashley or you and Elizabeth and some of his other clients are vegan. Um, have you always been vegan and how has that yeah. changed your, you always have? No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Um, I dabble. So I don't even want to say I'm a true vegan. I would say I'm 80% vegan. I, uh, that's one, that's one of the things that we talked about earlier about the way Gunner was like layering things. Um, it started out with just working out consistently. Then it kind of went into, I want you to food journal. And then it was like, Hey, why don't you try cutting out X, Y, and so that's how he goes into layering. So I, I, know, I know everyone hates to hear this because it's the most, to me, the most difficult part about changing your, the way you look and losing weight and seeing results is nutrition. And 
I kick myself because I wish that I would have been more dialed into my nutrition at the very beginning with him, because I think it's my nutrition has been more dialed in for about a year. So I've spent, I spent two years still, you know, dabbling and eat, you know, just eating pizza and like, you know, French fry, like all the stuff. I remember one time I told him like, I, I had McDonald's for, for last this weekend. And he was like, Oh my God, do you know, that stays in your body for six weeks. And what? I'm like, I go, no, it doesn't. He's like, it takes your body six weeks to digest that. And I'm like, he's so full of shit. So then I go, I get in my car after the workout <laughs> and I Google it, I Google it and he's, and he's right. And I'm like, Oh my God, like, you know, he's, he's right. And I was so irritated by it. So now I don't even do it anymore. Um, so it's things like that where nutrition's like the most important and that's when you're going to see the most results. Certainly to me, nutrition is more important than actually like the workouts and fitness that you're doing. Yeah. It, it's and such a huge part. That, but to me, it is the hardest part. And it, for me, like I'm known for the snacks, like everyone's like, Hey, ask fit mom. She's got all the snacks. And so that's, <laughs> you know, and I try to do better snacks. I try not to eat as much meat as I was eating. I was eating meat at every meal. Um, and I do, I try to cut out dairy because I think from a inflammation and just my skin, it just does better without dairy. So I'll do almond milk or soy milk or something like that. So, but I, I honestly now pay more attention to just what the ingredients are on the box. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't eat anything with palm oil or canola oil and things like that. There's just a lot of things you can look at and say, do I know what this is? If I have to Google what this is, then I probably shouldn't be eating it. So I started to pay more attention to things like that too. So I, I think that uh, is sound advice because every, you know, depending on what you eat, I think you also have to try what works for you and does it. I, I don't I, um, anybody to listen to the show and be like, oh, they did this. And I've changed as a podcaster throughout my time recording. I'm like, why did I say that? Or, you know, whatever, or like dabbling in different things. Everybody's on their own journey. But I think that point is so good because everybody can, I think across the board, whoever you talk to says, go with whole foods, go with simple ingredients. Um, and so whatever quote unquote diet or way of eating you choose, go simple ingredients, like start there. Like even before you start looking at your calories or anything, can you just go simpler? And I feel like that's an easy transition into, um, just like discovering the nutrition that works, um, best for you. So do you like, yeah. do you, cause I mean, you work full time, do you meal prep or how do you eat, um, healthy at work? Yeah. So I typically will like today I, I use two rig wobbles and put, you know, a bunch of stuff in it. And that's basically, I don't meal prep where people are like, you know, I see it on videos or like meal prepping for five days. Like I, I'm not going to do that. That's never going to happen for me. It's just not going to happen. But I do eat very similar foods, which d- doesn't bother me. I like what I like and I can eat the same thing and not be, I don't need a variety, but like I will pack things that I can grab. So for me, I'm in my car a lot. I drive a lot. So the rig bowls come into play. Um, we're all Those are like insulated bowls. If you're, if you're okay, like, what yeah. is she talking about? They're like bowls that keep them cold and hot. Yes. They're amazing. But I will, you know, I'll pack a bunch of berries. Like the amount of berries I eat now and have to spend money on is ridiculous. But <laughs> I, I, it's like raspberries, blueberries, blackberries, and one of those bowls. And then I'll have yogurt with some like a protein yogurt and just, and I always have snacks on hand and edamame beans. 
Um, I mean, protein bar, it just, that's how I keep track of what I'm doing. Um, so if I have the option, if I don't right. pack that stuff, then I am like, just going to make a bad decision. So I think it's like prepared. Like I, I'm a snacker too. And if I have something in the car or if I don't like the other day, I'm, I'm <laughs> I went to the stores like, and um, I was starving and I'm like, if I don't eat something, I am going to like, I can't even finish shopping. So I like opened a box of like kind bars. And I'm like, I need to eat this. If somebody asks me, I'm going to pay for it, obviously. But if somebody asks me, I'm right, like, my yeah. blood sugar is dropping. Like I need food, yeah. like lay off me. <laughs> yeah. Um, is there anything that you're still working on maybe mentally or physically? I feel like sometimes, especially with people at the beginning of their fitness journey, they'd be like, why do they even work out anymore? Like they look great. They're perfect. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's a long, you know, you have to maintain, you, you always have a new goal. Is there anything that you are working on like mentally or physically? Yeah. So, uh, mentally I want to keep pushing myself. Cause I think a lot of times I don't Gunnar will say that I like give up sometimes, or, um, I don't know. I take too many breaks. I cheat says I'm cheating or whatever. But so for me, I'm trying to be more cognizant of that, but from a physical standpoint, it's so funny. Cause I have a story that I'll tell. So, um, and I was going to put this on my Instagram page, but I can't find the picture, um, to be able to post it. So I'll just put it on the podcast. So when I was about 16, I got a dog, um, my graduation present was this English bulldog. And, uh, there's a picture of me at this age holding this dog on my front porch and I'm holding this puppy. And when I look at this picture, the only thing I see are how big my arms are because I'm holding the dog and my arm is like pressing up against my side. And I'm, so this is at the age of 16 that I have like, no one pointed out to me. I've never been made fun of it. It's just like your mind literally decided why do your arms look like that? Right. So this, so my point with that is at that age, I, I had that in my head and I've been self-conscious about my arms, um, ever since. So now I'm putting a lot of work into trying to gain more strength and more definition and, and lean them out because it has literally been an issue for me since I was that age to the point that like, I wouldn't buy dresses or certain shirts. Um, and it was all self-sabotage. Mm -hmm. I did it to myself, but it was my mind that just made that immediate just decision um, or opinion, I guess. And so that's what I'm working on now. Mm. So I, thank you for being so open because we all have those parts, part parts of our body that we can like literally tear apart. And, um, you know, it's like, it's like a magnifying glass. It's like, okay, let's just zoom in on that. And like, judge right. the F out of ourselves. Like, and, and everyone's like, that? what are you talking about? Your arms yeah. are fine. And I'm like, yes. yeah, because you think that, but like, for me, it's been debilitating for over 20 years. So right. I either, you know, at this point I need to do something about it. So I've been really from a, from a fitness standpoint, trying to focus on you know, my arms and people are like, well, who cares? You have abs. I'm like, I don't give a shit about my abs. Like I'm not walking around in belly tops all day. Like I want my arms to look a little, you know, a little cut. So that's been something that I've been trying to target more. Well, so, thank you for sharing that. Yeah. We all um, have our thing. Definitely. That. Definitely. On the show today, we talked a bit about nutrition and being prepared I think that's one of the main pieces when you are trying to 
make a change in the way you eat. I've created something called Moosely. It is cereal. It's high in fiber, high in protein. I have one that is 20 grams of protein. It's a chocolate protein crunch. It is super easy. All you have to do is add milk. You can add a little bit of fruit if you want. You need a bowl and a spoon. Actually, you don't even need a bowl if you're driving. Pour some milk into the bag before you leave and bring a spoon and you can actually eat while on the road. It is super convenient. I love to have muesli in the evening if I'm craving something sweet after lunch, if I want a little something sweet. Uh, I like to have it post-workout because it keeps me full for a long time. It's very versatile. You can add it to yogurt, you can put it in a smoothie. If you are interested in getting yours, all you have to do is head to mymoosely.com. It's M-Y-M-O-O-S-E-L-Y.com. That's mymoosely.com and I will leave that information in the show notes. Okay, so you mentioned your arms, and like I said, you know, we all have something that we want to change, may want to change about ourselves. If you don't, you're like a unicorn, which is amazing. And I think if you can get to that point, that's huge. But do you feel, I have my own opinion about this, but do you feel like there is a level of vanity when it comes to fitness and why people choose, most people choose to work out? Yes. And I also admit that I am a very vain person. Okay. Like, I get, me too. I, I don't care. I, I tell, I'm a very honest person. I get Botox. I get filler. Um, I've had an upper eye. My eyes, like I, I don't mind. I'll tell you anything you want to know. Um, and I, I, but I also think like, I feel like the fitness thing, once you start feeling really good about yourself, somehow it like, it makes you more vain. I don't know how to, I don't know if that I makes get that. sense. I get that. Like you start feeling really good. You look good and you're like, oh, well, and I've gotten Botox since I was 26. So this was way before, you know, any of that, cool. but yeah. But I mean, I, I do think that because you start to feel really good about yourself. So I guess you can call it vain or you can just call it you being a confident, you're just more confident as a person. And maybe you just care more about your appearance because you invest a lot of time in yourself to look a certain way as far as to me, as long as someone feels good about themselves, like do whatever you want to do. Yeah. Like totally. My friends are like, I want, you know, I'm the most pro like plastic surgery person you'll ever meet. I'll be like, <laughs> yeah, if that bothers you. Like go get it fixed. Like, I don't I mean, like do what you want to do. So I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm an advocate for people to do what makes them happy. Like if someone told like, I had a friend who told me like the arms, right? If I had someone tell me, well, this has bothered me for 20 years. I don't buy certain clothes. Cause I'd be like, you, you should go get that fixed. Like that really has been debilitating you for a long time. So mm. I just think people should do what makes them happy. And it's a hang up. It's like what, what you tend to, I guess, magnify, choose to like, look at if it, it, it bothers you. Um, yeah. Does your husband support your decisions or is he ever like, you don't need that or. Well, he says, I don't need it, but he's like, you're going to do it anyways. I'll be like, yeah, I'm going to go get something. He's like, it's your, your, you look great. What's the problem? Like, well, I need to do it. He's just like, whatever, actually just, just go do it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Too funny. Okay. So we had to, um, stop recording and then re-record and we kind of went off on our own conversation here. Um, you're going to be on a TV show and it's not 
anything to do with like fitness or health. Can you share a little bit about that? Yeah. So we, um, my best, one of my best friends, uh, was working with Gray, uh, Benko, who I would, she's going to say she's not a local celebrity, but I'm going to say that she is. Um, she's really known for her photography, but then she has very cool, uh, design aesthetic and the colors and just such a totally different way of design that you don't normally see, not your normal Chip and Joanna Gaines, like farmhouse type look. It's, uh, it's very eclectic, very bright colors. Um, and so she actually, her kids go to school with my kids. Um, and our mutual friend uh, was Chelsea and Chelsea was like, Hey, like you can't say anything, but like this might happen. Like, would you be a, would you be open to us renovating some rooms in your house for this show, but like the the likelihood of this happening is not going to happen. And I'm like, okay, (laughs) all right. Well, I mean, yeah, like I have all these rooms that need to get done and I'd like them to be done in a short amount of time compared to what I'm used to. Um, And so then all of a sudden it was like, it started, it started happening. So it's a home um, renovation show that's on for historical homes. Um, The first season is six episodes and they're all in uh, downtown Somerville. Um, so it'll be on the Magnolia, the Magnolia network. Um, I'm being told it's airing in April. Um, so we're one of the episodes where they did three rooms in our house and they're already working on season two. So the network has already seen, you know, some snippets of episodes and they're already green lighting them for the second season, which is really awesome for them. So we're going to play a watch party and I'll get to make fun of myself, uh, Oh my gosh. Yeah. That is so fun. It was really, it's really cool. It's really cool. Yeah. It was cool with, um, okay. So if somebody's listening, they don't know Magnolia network is created by chip and Joanne Gaines. Chip and Joanne, yeah. But they yeah. wanted to incorporate people with different styles. Um, and if you have not, if you don't follow gray Benco, then you should, because it's like bright and colorful and just something, her style is nothing I've ever seen. So I had to like, let go of what I'm used to and kind of let them do their thing. So no neutrals. Really cool. <laughs> There's no neutrals. No, it's all no. very bright and colorful and it, yeah, it's really cool. So that's so exciting. Can you share that like little tidbit about your husband? Cause I thought that was just really funny. So her husband does like, um, he's a handyman. He is. He's very, okay. So he is a handyman. He can do anything. Uh, he can, he's the type of person where like, he can watch a YouTube video on how to like build something or do something and be like, okay, I've got it. And then he can just go do it. I mean, he went to Clemson for mechanical engineering. So his brain is just like wired that way. Um, however, because of his engineering background, he is a perfectionist and wants things to be perfect in a certain way. So, um, we're building a garage right now because our home didn't have one. Um, and we're almost, like a year in to this garage. Um, and then my daughter's bathroom took nine months. Our side porch took, oh my gosh. So it, yes, he does it all right. It just takes yeah. forever. And then he also leaves, you know, his shit everywhere. Right. And like doesn't clean up <laughs> himself. So like that puts my anxiety at another level. Mm. So, but, but he's on the show. And what did you say? He's on the show too. Yeah. So it's both of us. So it's Gray Benko and her husband, Mike. So it's kind of like a very family or, you know, she's got two kids, um, a boy and a girl. And then, so they're on the show. Even my kids are on Olivia, of course, wanted to have some 
some shots in the show. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's a very family, you know, they follow the family and then um, the husband, uh, Gray and her husband, Mike are like the, the main characters for the show. So but you, I mean, but her, you, her, Mike's, her husband's pretty handy too. Like I would say Ryan and, and Mike are very handy. So they're on the show doing free labor. Oh so, my God. So fun. Yeah. So cool. I can't, yeah, it's gonna be I can't fun. I'll be curious to see how um, it comes out. I'm a little yeah. nervous. Yeah. Nervous. <laughs> I just am the type of person where like, you know what I'm thinking and I don't hide my emotions very well. So like, I just don't, you know, I don't Your know. Reaction, we'll like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. This was a great conversation. So fun. Uh, where can people find you and what kind of content are they going to get from you? Yeah. So I'm on, I'm really just Instagram based. Um, so my Instagram is uh, FitMom fit uh, CHS. I'm also a goal house ambassador for anyone who's looking for at home workouts. Um, they actually get more than workouts. You get nutrition. You can find out what you should order off Amazon. If you don't know where to start, I mean, they're just, it's a lifestyle, but it gives you so much information um, in that portal. Um, my content is a lot of fitness, um, family stuff. I do. If you go through my page, there's a lot of, uh, honest, direct things that have, that I go through. Like I talk about the alcohol. I talk about, uh, the arms. We talked about the arms. I talked about that. I mean, I've talked about, I mean, I, I go down a rabbit hole on things. Uh, yeah. very, very I honest. I think that's what, you know, people want now. It's like you're enough with what's fake and stuff, you know, people are looking for yeah. real. There's, there's enough, enough fakeness in this world, you know? Yeah. 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 I try to be, I'm a very honest, direct person. So. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I good. try my best not to curse. I don't know if I've cursed maybe once or twice on this whole talk that we've had. Oh, I mean, I do it all the time. I know, so. but I'm like, a, like my daughter was like, mom, every time you say a bad word, it's going to cost you a dollar. And I'm like, oh. I will be broke if you leave me a dollar. Every <laughs> totally. Time. But, um, anyways, yeah, I was like, okay, Ashley, you're going to have to be, you know, got to keep it under control. But I did hear that people who curse a lot are more honest and they make better friends. I feel but, like it just um, makes the language a little bit more exciting. There's like nothing better than like a fuck, you know? I feel yeah, like, I mean, that's like <laughs> word. Yeah. when I'm driving, my kids are like, well, mom, like, why do you swear? I'm like, you know what? I probably shouldn't, but it's adult language. And sometimes I'm cut off guard with somebody cuts me off when they're driving on my tail, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. All right. You guys, I hope you loved this episode. Hopefully it was entertaining. Hopefully you learned a little something from it. If you love this episode, be Adele screenshot it, tag, uh, fit mom, CHS and myself, Lauren period Kubot on Instagram. Tell us what you loved about it. It lets the show, um, get ranked on Apple, Spotify, go that extra mile and leave a review for the podcast on Apple. I, it means a lot. Like this episode is free. It takes time to produce. Um, it, it, it costs money to actually produce the show. So that would be mean so much to me if you can leave a review and remember you got this. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you love this episode, make sure you are subscribed so you know when more episodes come available. My goal is to inspire others to become their vision. And one way to get the word out is with reviews. I would really appreciate it if you left an honest review on iTunes and it would mean so much to me. 
Thanks again, and remember to go after the life you want. Bye, guys. Bye.